I'm Ben Klunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. In 2019, we started this podcast as an accountability tool for our health and our business goals. Through our discussions, interviews, and sharing of our successes and difficulties, we've learned we have a passion for leadership. In 2020, we're striving to grow our own leadership abilities by focusing on learning from great leaders in business and life, and continue to share our successes and struggles on this journey. We'll continue to have raw and candid conversations while sharing our own insights and experiences with our goal being to grow as leaders and as people. You're You're listening listening to Ordinary to Extraordinary. Record is when I was hoping we were recording. Yeah, Mr. Steven like can't not touch the record button. But well, we had a nice recording session yesterday. We did. Welcome everybody. By the way, that's the second day in a row you've just jumped right in without saying hi to everybody. Everybody knows who we are now. Yeah, but you still got to say hello. Hello. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Can you rate and review us? If you could do that right now while you were listening to us, that would be wonderful. That would make Steven so happy. It really would. And if you don't follow us on the social media, do that. O2E Journey is the handle. I'm getting really tired of Steven, you know, talking about how often he wants people to like us and review us and all that. So please just go and do it so he'll stop talking for a little bit. This is like an essential part of podcasting, dude. You have to have the reviews in order to get to the people that want to listen to you. People are listening to us. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, we want more. We did have a couple of good days. Yeah, we had a really couple of good days. And lots of feedback, actually, on not just the podcast, but our yeah, private daily messages. thoughts. Yeah, I noticed my daily thoughts got the most private messages on that one. I didn't know we were competing. You know the funny thing? It was now I am going to make a sexist thing. The, most of the messages around negative relationships were from girls. <laughs> yeah. Actually, wouldn't you think about that? Mm-hmm. So we haven't even framed the topic today yet. But that segues into it. So this is going to be a pulse with a little topic thrown in, and we'll see how long we can talk for. Like Ben and I are going to download for a couple of minutes, not as long as we did before. So let's start with you, Ben. What's new? What's fresh? What's I don't going have on? as much to da- download. I mean, All it's right. not not a download type thing. I think download is almost like, in my mind, negative, right? And there's, I mean, there's, I don't have anything negative to say, but I can do like a status update of sorts. Yeah, there you go. Or yeah. upload. Is upload more positive? I like upload better than download. <laughs> I feel like a download is a counseling session or something like All that. All right, whatever you want to do. Yeah. With Dr. Stephen and Ben, self-proclaimed, I identify as a doctor. So, uh, things have been going well. It's been a nice couple of weeks in terms of just, uh, I've been doing, you know, I have a nice morning routine going right now. It does not include exercise, which is something I need to work on and I've been bad about. Uh, but I'm, I actually like it not including exercise because I found like hey doing the morning devotionals and spending quiet time is actually really good for me versus going and forcing myself to do something I hate doing (laughs) so it's like having a cup of coffee sitting there uh, praying being in devotionals and just thinking about the day and how the day is going to go it's like actually been really good for me good and sitting there and just allowing times to be appreciative of what I do have going and to think through some of those things Mm -hmm. has been positive uh from a mindset standpoint especially in February where I'm usually 
a freaking Eeyore, basically, because it's so gray and dull. And oh, I'm just, is me. Yeah. Hello. My name's Ben. I often look at you and think of donkeys, so that's a good... That's a good... <laughs> In the morning, I'm making waffles. Yeah, that donkey. <laughs> Not Eeyore donkey. <laughs> Shaq, where are we going? You be my friend. And then your Shrek, is that what we're saying? Sure, it's my swamp. <laughs> Get out of my swamp. Shut it, donkey. Yeah, but you know, some of the kids I used to coach called me Shrek for a long time. That, I could see that. Because they thought I sounded like him. Well, and you're a big dude, too. Kind of kind of ogreish. Thanks. Well, less so now that you've lost weight. But Wow. <laughs> but no, things have been good. It's, uh, you know, Lauren's pregnant, as, as I shared on one of the other podcasts. So we're due in early part of July with our second child. Some of the construction at the house is wrapping up. If you guys didn't hear, our basement flooded. That was super fun. I really recommend your basement flooding. No, I don't. What you really recommend is solid insurance that covers that shit oh, up yeah. to a certain value. Yeah, because uh, my insurance capped the amount that they're willing to do. So... Uh, that kind of sucked. How many times have I told you insurance is the biggest Ponzi scheme it is. on the face of the earth? And now I'm still going back and forth with them. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to work out. We'll see. We'll see what cards they play. I, I told them I'm I'm happy to make an example of them if that's what we'd like to do. Whether Ooh. or not I get any money out of it purely because I think it's just absolute un- immoral what they're doing. So it's like, and when it's immoral, that gets me going more so than when there's money, like a money thing. It's like, yeah, I, I told him, it's like, I can write the check to cover the difference between what it's like. Someday you're going to screw some family over, basically. I like Angry not, Ben. Yeah. Oh, I want to see poor, Angry Ben more often. Those poor people, that poor girl. I got the claims manager, the national claims manager on the phone called me after I wrote a couple of negative reviews on a few different websites. And uh, yeah, it was, I was like, she even told me, get this. She's like. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of the more common things, uh, an overflow. Hmm. Like, so let me get this straight. It's one of the more common things. You know it's one of the more common things, so you cap it. I get how math works, but from a moral standpoint, how does that sound? When people purchase your product expecting <laughs> expecting coverage <laughs> and believing that you're there to take care of them, you stab them in the back, and she was yeah. just like, quiet. I'm like, someday you're going to screw some family over, and they're going to be in credit card debt, and they're never going to get out of it, and it's going to be your fault. That's like, and that's she like, was dead silent. That's like I was going, well, I've already got five customers this month, so I don't have any room for any more. Yeah. That, well, and I was chatting with her. I was like, so you're the kind of company who does the bare minimum, right? That's what you like to be known mm-hmm. as? Because I thought I was buying into an insurance company that was known for customer service and likes to do things the right way. But you're telling me that, no, you like to do things at the bare minimum and mm-hmm. that you're a cheap piece of... Well, knowing the square footage of your basement, and obviously when floods happen... Yeah, basement's where it goes. Yeah, water goes down the really, way. Right? That is that how up? gravity works? Yeah, uh, that's the last time I checked. Yeah, I always wonder because I've been defying gravity and dunking a basketball for so long. So, <laughs> there we go. That's my uh, shameless plug. The size of your basement and knowing the coverage limit that they put on there and said that that was adequate. Yeah, no, that wouldn't even cover the carpet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> half of it. But no, it. I mean. It, 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 it's not enough is what it comes down to. So I'm interested to see what they come back with. Maybe I'll share the name depending on what they come back with. Wow. Just to put it out there too and the broker. So and I, I told them I was going to file with the Washington State Insurance Commissioner too just to really rile them up a little bit. So to anybody who listens to this, don't cross Ben. Please don't. Is, is the moral of this story. Yeah. I will make it my life's work to 
There's a few people and few companies in life that have really made me angry, and I can tell you the names of them and make a list of people who are unbent shit list, basically. It's a short one because, I mean, I'm pretty graceful and forgiving. Uh, but, it, I mean, if you do something immoral, then, yeah, you're yeah. on my shit list. You're also very loyal. Like, I mean, you take your truck to, like, some family shop. And I'm yeah, just like, oh, time, yeah. you go there, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It kind of threw me for a loop. I was like, you don't go to the dealership or somewhere fancy? And you're like, nope. Yeah, it's kind of in the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> kind of in the ghetto, but that's okay. But you, you said your family's been using them since yeah, as third long generation. As yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. the kind of loyalty we all want. What else? Got some traveling coming up, so looking forward to that. I'm going to be in Arizona for a week uh, at the end, end of this month, and Santa mm-hmm. Barbara for a week in April, and just got back from Walla Walla with friends, which is what uh, that Walla Walla trip is kind of what will shape our topic today that we're going to discuss, because uh, it was a nice, fun experience and mm-hmm. uh, with people who are really good, close friends. Yeah. And so... Uh, but no, life's been pretty good. Did a, We actually did some selective remodeling, so we have a nice new fireplace upstairs in our house. We got some fun stuff done, some painting done too. So I'm looking forward to convertible weather here in the next couple of months so I can get out and cruise and let the wind blow through my hair or what's left of it, Stephen. Don't even look at it. You <laughs> smart ass. I wasn't going to say a thing. You You're the one that brought right up. up at my forehead. <laughs> I'm just maintaining yeah, eye contact. Uh, yeah, with my forehead. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Oh, Stephen's red now. You talk about your hair, I'm going to look at your hair. It's like saying, don't press this button. I'm going to press this button. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's been good, honestly. No complaints. Uh, Continuing to work work away. I've had a nice start to the year. I I raised my goal from a work standpoint this year to seven and a half million. Uh, Last year it was six. So that's, I mean, that's a high goal for me. Mm Mm-hmm. So far, I'm on track, but that's only a month and a half in. <laughs> so, and usually Q1 is the best quarter. So, a few big clients or prospects that are out there that could help definitely get mm-hmm. there, which would be very nice. So, well, I think now is the time for you to start reaching out to some CPAs and insurance people as they're starting to do renewals and such mm-hmm. and say, hey, point those people in my direction. Yep. Um, Keep me in mind. Well, cool. So, yeah, no, but it's, no, it's been good. Got some fun stuff in the works. So me, I guess I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. Back to two a days at the gym pretty consistently, which has always been the case, but really focused on the cardio stuff now and doing, I want to be lean. I want to be really lean, less than 14%, which was the goal that I got to. I got to 14 and a half. Uh, I think I'd like to get to, Arborcrest is calling me. Jeez, that's like a five-day return. Sorry, I had to send that. To, <laughs> it popped up on my computer screen. I forgot to and your phone and your watch and your iPad. And your, yeah. Um, yeah, I called them five days ago and left a message, and that's them just getting back to me. Um, hmm? They must think they're realtors or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, realtors wouldn't get back to you. <laughs> God, you're so until harsh they, on them. Until they needed a, needed yeah. a sale. Um, Sorry to any realtors. I do have some friends that are realtors. Not all of you are scum of the earth. Just some of you. Wow. Just, I'm <laughs> so much anger today, Ben. I, I feel like we've had a full role reversal where I'm the I'm the almost the uh, oh the the non angry one and you're the angry one and I don't. But mine's all joking. Much. Yeah, sure it is. Well, stuff with insurance stuff, that part's not joking. Yeah. So, yeah, really focused on the gym stuff just now. It's not really the gym. The gym's easy. It's the diet stuff, and I'm never going to be dieting per se, 
But I was thinking about you the other day with that because I mean you kind of eat what you want for the well, most part. The hell I want when I want. So and I was just thinking about like when your schedule gets busier and you're not allowed to do two a days anymore. <laughs> how's that lean thing gonna work out? I'm not. I mean, sure. do you plan on making changes? I'm not or you, sure are you... what's going to happen to where I can't do two a days. Well, you got a relationship down the road, a family down the road. Work picked up even more, and you were. I, I mean, have the ultimate more. flexibility. I can always find time, dude. For two a days. For two a days, or no, it, it's not that I don't eat well. Like you, you make it sound like I literally eat shit all the time. No, I didn't. I just and said you, you, and you just said I eat whatever I want, whatever I, I want, and you're gonna blame want, it on me. Don't play that game. But I also what I want is often healthy, and it's also I know how many calories I'm taking in per day. I'm not like indulging on 3,500 calories or anything like that a day. I'm usually somewhere between 1,800 and 2,000 a day, which actually isn't a lot for a guy my size, my no. age. And I've got a fairly quick metabolism. The, the thing is that I hate food prep. I hate eating out of Tupperware. I feel like that's eating leftovers all the time. I'm not really a leftover kind of guy unless it's cold pizza the next day. Um, that's delicious. Spaghetti oh, too the next day, actually. Eh. Yeah, but then your Tupperware dishes are just orange that's like that meme going around about i posted Trump it the other day <laughs> <laughs> what your tupperware dish yeah. looks like so that. no just from the fitness side of things i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing i will probably dial back a little bit on some of the cheeseburgers and such and get mm -hmm. a little leaner mm -hmm. that way um you say a little leaner okay making sure you didn't say something i uh <laughs> <laughs> What rhymes with leaner? <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little leaner. Um, I hope, I hope that, that doesn't get little. Um, <laughs> er, yeah, you so, mean little er? And work stuff's good. So I'm going to, similar to you, I've got some travel. Yeah. Start March, I'll be in Louisville, Kentucky. Try some bourbon. Eat too much you there, probably. Um, you've asked me this already. I said bourbon. I would. Visit bourbon. the Louisville Slugger bourbon. Museum and go see Muhammad Ali's museum. Sweet. Um, do some is other things work, down right? there. Yeah, it's work. work. So yeah. it's a diamond conference. I'm flying in a day early rather than traveling the day that essentially it starts. So that most people are traveling in on Sunday and there's an event on the Sunday night. I was like, screw that. I'm going to go in on Saturday and I'm going to take Sunday to explore. Absolutely. We actually, what's really cool is on the Monday night, we have an event at Churchill Downs. So we've rented Churchill Downs wow. where they do the Kentucky that'll Derby. Be fun. Yeah. So that will be fun. Yeah, they, they look after us. I think I went to Denver last year. You know that. Mm -hmm. they, they really stayed do. in some castle on a mountainside. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So no, they look after their performers. So let's see. Personal stuff has not changed much, but we'll just. I think the less said about it, just now the better. It's just not something that's really. I mean, it's front and center in my mind, but it's not something that I can control per se. All I can do is keep doing what I'm doing and keep keeping on and exactly right growth and you know I think we talked about it the uh, love languages book did I tell you I got like three different text messages yesterday from people no men friends one's a former guest on the podcast and he literally oh. said dude it changed my life glad you're embracing it um, very cool yeah I think I can guess who that is so yeah well I would hope so and then. At men's group this morning, a couple of them brought it up as well. So there's been a lot of feedback on me reading that book, which is... You know, so moral of this story then, when Ben tells you to do something, you should do it more often, I guess, is what we're, what we're learning to here. To be fair. To be fair. I'm going to try and skirt around fair. it. I'm going to try and come up with an excuse. I'm not going to, why you I'm not going to get around it. I'm not saying that that advice was not stellar. That's not, that's not the good advice you gave me, actually. Like, I'd been told to read that book a million times. 
the advice you gave me was different advice and we're not going to share that was that. additional advice yeah the book was just a, a by the by you gave me some wonderful wonderful advice to wear and if you have virgin ears in the car or wherever you're listening to this you probably want to put the earmuffs on if you don't like swear words i'm going to basically describe a situation that happened ben gave me advice and the only response i had for him was fuck off because it was so good made sense i could not even begin to dispute it in any way shape or form and i just was like fuck you i hate you (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know if (laughs) because um it's very rarely where you can catch steven where he can't try and come back with a rebuttal or, he, or a way that he wants to try and sneak around it, sometimes to his detriment. But in this one, he yeah. couldn't, so it was great. Well, it's not even that I couldn't. It's that I but think I've been much more receptive to... You would have been straight up lying, though, if you were getting... I mean, the only way you get around that one was if you were straight up lying. No, it made sense. Everything you said made sense, and you used my logic against me. And that, the funny thing is, with that book, they talk about logic and emotion and how they rarely work hand in hand yeah totally so yeah anyway we should get to topic we're about 15 minutes in perfect timing because the topic 15 20 30 minutes maybe and this so we got a lot of feedback yesterday from your daily thought your daily thought did get a lot more than mine which is fine doesn't mean anything wasn't a competition at least on my part it was quick and i'll frame Mm -hmm. do you want me to frame it is that okay go for it yeah so what happened this past weekend is we went to walla walla with some friends of ours for just to get away so stayed at the marcus whitman had God, the food down there in Walla Walla. I don't know why it's so damn good, but they just have great restaurants, good culture, and great wine. And Mm -hmm. these are the types of friends where you guys, you know, you just mesh. A lot of time when you travel with people, your schedules don't align. Or, well, I don't want to go there. You know, there's those types of things. It's like they're just so easygoing and kind people. And it's the same. So the whole idea was around relationships, right? And having positive friendships and relationships that are meaningful and life-giving, mm-hmm. right? That don't drain you, but, but when you're done hanging out with these types of people, you feel like, God, that was fun. You know, it's like, that was a good time. And I don't feel like I'm tired after hanging out with these people. There's some people you hang out with and you're just like, good Lord, like, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> like, why are we friends? I don't know why. And Lauren and I, a few years ago, and if you guys haven't done this, this is advice that I, I mean, I would heed, again, is we found... This sounds a little funny, but it's like we found we had too many, I'm doing air quotes right now, friends, right? And so we were, every other week, we were hanging out with a different friend, and we were trying to see all these people every couple of months so that we were trying to, you know, we were trying to stay in front, and we were always the ones initiating these friendships, right? And initiating these times of hangout. And what we found out is that, like, why are we doing this? They never reciprocate. Like, we're always the ones that are setting up a dinner or happy hour or inviting them over. And it came to a point where it was like, I'm done with that. I'm too busy. It's not worth my emotional energy. Because it's always like, well, why are they not? And then there was like, oh, man, we need to hang out more often. And then they wait for you to call again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I'm done with that. I'm not, I'm not doing... I mean, we have a handful of friends now where it's like, I will reach out and they reciprocate. And those were the people that we should have been investing our time into. But the other ones that don't reciprocate, we're robbing those friends, our good friends that reach out to us that want to spend time with us, mm-hmm. right? So whole idea of this today after I've rambled on is find those people that are important in your life and those relationships that are meaningful and invest into those and screw everybody else. Yeah. And I think that's one element of this 
that we'll talk about. I mean, you just keep saying we're talking relationships. I think it's also important to actively know when there's toxic situations and do something about it. I think it's also important that you're able to communicate to friends and to family members when you think they're in a toxic situation or Mm -hmm. when they're in a situation that's not beneficial to them. You know, I think the beauty of relationships is there should always be mutual respect, mutual appreciation, and quite frankly, you should get out what you put in, not with that being the purpose of it. If you're putting all the time and effort in and getting nothing back from someone, if you're the one doing all the counselling, and I think I've shared this with you, like in some of my lower points, sometimes you reach out to people, and surprisingly, some people seek my counsel and actually think I give good advice, which Mm -hmm. I think I do. And I think that's why sometimes I default to advice given when I shouldn't. But I think often we um, we need to, when we need someone, we need to know that, hey, I'm asking you for help here. Like, I'm not here to hear about your issues and your situations. I need you right now. We can get to you somewhere down the line. And again, I've been there where someone wants to confide in me and I've wanted to talk about me. And yeah, I think it's often the case that we have to be willing to both counsel and be counseled in positive relationships. That's just really... I remember when we were getting married, and this is utopian advice, but it's advice my father gave me Uh, when Lauren and I were getting married. He said, what you need, I mean, to have a successful and happy marriage, he's like, you focus on your wife and, and try and fulfill every one of her desires, right? It's well, like, and she focuses so. on you and tries to fulfill every one of your desires. And it's like, as long as you're both 100% focused on the other person, it's it, then it's going to work, right? But it's when one individual in a relationship is giving and giving and giving and the other's like, oh, thank you. That's an, oh, good, me, oh, me, oh, me, right? And they're self-fulfilling. And in so many relationships, that's what you see. And they're trying to mold somebody sometimes to be some, I mean... There's relationships that just don't work, right? There's people yeah. that shouldn't be together. But if you found someone who you feel like you actually should be with and truly feel like you should be with, and there's no question about it, right, then you choose daily to be with them, be it a friendship, mm-hmm. a romantic relationship, whatever, you know. It just Business depends. relationship. Business relationship. Yeah, I think Any that, type of partnership. This is a beautiful thing about talking about relationships in general. It's so... While the methodologies and the outcomes might be very different, a lot of the things that go into an interpersonal relationship and a business relationship are transferable, right? Mm-hmm. They transcend the, the divide, if you like. So, like, for instance, I, I, do a, I think I do a good job based on the relationships I've built and the book, book of business I've built and the um, referral business that I've built of listening to people and their needs and being able to connect people. But, again when someone in business wants to talk about their problems, they're looking for a solution, whereas in an interpersonal relationship, that might not be the case. So your approach on the back end is different, but your approach up front is listening and processing, and then, you know, either building out a solution or just being there for them to bitch at you, right? Yeah. We all need that every now and again. Yeah. Hey, do you just need to down- uh, download? I know you don't like that. Do you just need to download all your bullshit? Go for it. I'm here. Yeah. It, oh, and that's totally true. But you can't do that in all of your business relationships. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but no, that I mean, that, that's a really good point. I like it. Yeah, and we talk about culture a lot. I think the culture of your relationships is important, right? You have to mm. surround yourself with people that are open to not just supporting your lifestyle, but 
you being able to support their lifestyle and their choices. And that doesn't mean monetarily. No, I think a lot of people are friends with people because they feel they have to be friends with them because yeah. someone else is friends with them or you know they're in a business relationship that they don't see as fruitful but they show up every week and they meet with these people and it's like, hey, you have to somewhat selfishly say, am I getting out of this relationship what I'm willing to put in? And are these people putting me closer to where I want to be in terms of, you talked about utopian, but in my utopia, in my equilibrium. Yeah, whatever they, that means to you. Are they balancing me out and making me bigger, better, more fuller person? And I don't person? think that means, so I, a little differentiation. So with those friends that Laura and I, you know, quote unquote, cut out, that, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's like, I, I think the idea though is it's like, don't be unkind to them or anything like that, right? It's mm-hmm. like, they're still, they're still your friends. Yeah. They're just not your close-knit group that you're going to call on a Sunday night. Like, hey, let's go have some pizza and beer up at the house. Come on up. We're just going to get your, wear your sweatpants, right? It's like I'm talking about those types of friends when we're talking about the people you go out with every other couple of weeks. But if those people were to call me and say, Ben, I'm, my truck died on the side of the road. Can you come get me? The non-close friends now even, right? It's like, well, of course you're going to be there too. That loyalty point, right? Mm-hmm. It's like... I don't think that the loyalty even in, in relationships needs to just be to those that are close friends, right? It, I think it does stair-step. Yeah. But I think, uh, I mean, freaking someone you hardly know could call and I'd probably go help them just because that's how you are, right? So it's like, but in a relationship, I think that's the hard part is that if, if you're that type of person, so knowing your personality type in relationships is where I'm getting to with this. it take a little while. But if you're the type who's the giver and you're going to constantly give of yourself and then that's how you feel valued, though, is receiving it back. Mm-hmm. And it's that's not the type, the love language book, right? That's not the type of person. They're not, their love language isn't that of giving gifts. I'm using gifts for lack of a better term. It could be you're helping them with their spare yeah. tire type thing, right? Then you're not going to feel that type of appreciation because they don't know that that's your love language either. Uh, there's, a, there's a certain level there that just being mindful of what you're going through and what other people are going through, right? Mm-hmm. But on that, have I talked about my 2AM crew? Uh, you've mentioned it to me before. So my 2AM crew are the people that I, I would be available to them at 2AM. If something happened, if they called and said, hey, I need you, we're on our way to hospital, it was in an accident, need somebody to watch Weston, or you know, you're part of my 2AM crew. Yeah. I know I'm probably part of yours, I hope so anyway. But the 2 a.m. crew, everybody needs to have the 2 a.m. crew. And I'll tell a story about this. Uh, When I was in my car accident in January 2016, I was so high on drugs by the time I got to the hospital. They were pumping morphine into me, which I do not recommend. It was horrible. My arm was basically dangling and in pieces. So when I got to the hospital, I was in the car on my own. They were asking me questions. I was hitting on the nurse, asking if she was married. Um... I wasn't answering their questions like this. I remember it really vividly, but kind of foggy as well, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so then my one of my closest friends, Shays, I'm, I'm not going to say her name, but she came out and she was a nurse and she actually shouldn't have because of HIPAA laws. But she was like, Stephen? And I was like, oh, hey. And she called Shay and said, hey, you want to get to the hospital? And Shay showed up. That was at like 11.15. It wasn't quite 2 a.m. Yeah. But she showed up. The next morning, there was just a crew of people there because she made some phone calls. And it's like, that accident for me really showed me who my 2AM crew was. Yeah. You know, serendipitously, there's a word. Try saying that five times quickly. Serendipitously, um, serendipitously, 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 serendipitously. Well serendipitously. done. 
That was like more than five. That was six, I think. But yeah, I think knowing who those people are and knowing who you're willing to go to bat for it yeah. and do those things, you know. I think it's easy from afar to go, oh yeah, that's a shame. But are you actually putting yourself out there for them? Do you want to help them? Do you? So, yeah. Yeah, if you're not giving of yourself, you know, it's like, okay, well, I really wanted to sleep and Stephen's in the hospital. He'll get out <laughs> soon. So here's one for you okay. when it comes to developing relationships. Mm. And people are going to fall on different sides of the fence here. So there's the old adage that you want to surround yourself with like-minded people, right? Yeah. I think that's only half true. I'd agree. If you like diversity in any kind of relationships, and I'm talking about group relationships, work, personal, if you don't have some kind of diversity in there, imagine, I mean, Sean Wheeler talked about this. Imagine if cops only hung out with cops talking about cop stuff. That's, that's nobody wants to be part and they're just boring it's horrific some of the things they see like I did that ride along and yeah. some of the I mean I literally saw some horrific body cam footage blood everywhere some guy bleeding out his neck because he'd been shot the day before like that's not that's not cool so yeah I think often we have to have diversity in our relationships you know if you only hang out with financial planners your referral sources are going to go down mm-hmm. if you only hang out with a certain tiny little group of friends your your mindset everything is going to be developed and formed based on what their beliefs are well isn't that the whole idea between like a liberal arts school right is they're trying to develop the whole whole self no but seriously right it's it's not liberal arts and why are you laughing (laughs) because you know how i feel about the education system i'm a big fan of education i just think the education system is broken especially liberal liberal arts which is funny you think that because out of all of it it's like that's the whole idea is reshaping the individual right more well-rounded citizen and individual than just somebody who's going to school for one ah, specific thing yeah they still graduate people with bullshit degrees Underwater well, of course basket they do. weaving and friggin' German pole history. Everybody, everybody goes to underwater basket weaving with liberal arts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't even think that exists. No, I agree with you, though. I think from an educational standpoint, I think there's obviously the school systems can adjust, adapt, and be better. But yeah, a liberal arts school is obviously better than a technical school in terms of getting you some... some well-roundedness. Uh, well-roundedness, yeah. yeah. I mean, I do think technical schools come back a little, you know, in, in the today yeah so here's another thing positivity as people are basically chameleons right so the people we spend time around we whether it's conscious or subconscious we mimic and we become very similar to them right so everything from jokes to interests to books and movies and such because you want to have commonalities to discuss right but if there's a lack of positivity if someone, we, we talked about this when we talked about mental health, if someone's dragging you down, there's a couple of things you probably want to think about mm-hmm. there. First, why are they dragging you down and why are you allowing it? And two, well, is it them or you? Did they need some help? Is there a yeah. way for you to reach a little deeper and say, hey, in terms of relationship building, are you okay? You seem down on this, you're kind of negative recently. You know, you don't seem to be enjoying your job. You're bitching about your wife. Has something happened? Or you're bitching about your husband or whatever. You know, I think you have to crave and um, seek out positivity. But you have to seek out positivity in the appropriate manner. And you also have to be prepared to listen to the negative. So it's kind of a a touchy subject, that one. The negative versus positive. Well, I'd say even just realizing that sometimes people are going to have a hard day, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't always know what's going on with your friends' lives because sometimes they don't tell you oh, everything, right? <laughs> even close friends, they don't tell you everything. 
But I think extending a little grace in those times too, not knowing what's going on and just giving it time and let time heal that. Yeah. And then come back later and, and ask, hey, you know, yesterday you seemed a little off. Like, everything okay? And maybe they're ready to talk about that point. Who knows? I want to take a minute. I'm oh. glad you're sitting down because I don't want you to fall over. Are you going to um, tell me I'm right again? I'm going to tell you that I was wrong, not necessarily that you were right. <laughs> not necessarily. No, this is, this is me giving you credit. Oh, I wow. have, in the past, I think both with you and when I'm away from you, discredited your insight mm. in interpersonal relationships, especially when things go wrong, right? Because you are an anomaly, and I've pointed this out before. You married your high school sweetheart. Yeah. You guys have literally been together since you were children. Mm-hmm. But you've also been married for damn near 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. So you're doing something yeah, right, successful. One kid here, one kid on the way. What you've shared with me, what I've witnessed, that like your relationship is fucking bulletproof for want of a better term. You guys have built really good structures and procedures and um, that sounds really official, but you have your non-negotiables and she has hers and you know, you're know you willing to talk and grow. And I have to give credit there to you at the same time as also saying that I was so focused on the fact that you guys had never been through a breakup, that you couldn't understand where I was in certain places rather than being focused on the fact that, shit, these people know how to build a strong relationship. That's what I need to learn from. And it's not to say that I replicate exactly what you have. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, you're I mean, a different person too, right? It's, it's that there are obviously a lot of positives there. And I think talking about building relationships, you do want to look at what other people are doing successfully and how can you model and adapt to make that work for you and anybody you want to be in a relationship well, with. Well, that applies to anything in life, right? It's mm-hmm. like for some people, the way that Laura and I did it isn't going to work because uh, they've done things already that are going to change. They've made decisions already mm-hmm. that are going to alter the way that, I mean, abstinence. Most people think that it's crazy, and I'll share this on a podcast, which is a little weird. It's like Laura and I both were abstinent until marriage, right? That's weird for most people. They're I know I'm going to get comments on this one already. I can already tell the comments that are going to rain in. I have zero understanding of that. But again, it's you guys and it worked and look look what it's led to. Well, yeah, and, it, and it's part of a, a belief system, right? That we mm-hmm. just believed like, hey, that was the right way to do it. And some people I know, even with like living together, we just believed it wasn't going to be right for us to live together prior to marriage. And I know some people are like, holy moly, how would I do that? How am I going to know if I want to spend forever with them? And this sounds funny, but and I don't mean it this way, but it's like, hey, sometimes ignorance is bliss. If you haven't lived with other people, you don't know what else is out there, right? Yeah. You, you haven't quote unquote tainted tainted it so and by no means are Laura and I perfect right we have plenty of times where we disagree on topics but it's communicating through I think that's both of it is both of us are graceful communicators mm-hmm. and so I know when other people communicate and if I were to say something to some individual they'd be upset and they'd take it personal and they'd get defensive right it's like and that's a kind of not a, it's an unspoken rule in our house it's like hey if I'm saying something it's not because I'm trying to be vindictive towards you that's a my rule in all relationships. It's like if I say something, it's like it. I'm saying it because I believe it to be true and I love you enough to tell you, even if it's hard advice, mm-hmm. it's probably something that you should listen to because it might, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. And it's very possible I'm wrong. I, I hope you would at least heed it and not take it personally. Well, that's something that we touched on in our conflict podcast, dealing mm-hmm. with conflict, where we said open communication and, and, and candor, but understanding that that candor comes from a place of love 
looking for resolution as opposed to looking to point score and win. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to take a moment to recognise that I've been both wrong and that you guys have well, what a lot of people want. Geez, these last few podcasts, I'm a little confused. I'm not sure what to do with myself now. Steven's like paying me all these compliments. So well, yeah. it uh, it's part of my. Growth, I will say I there was there was a time I remember one particular conversation Laura and I had. It's like of, of uh, where she didn't feel like a, Lauren's a words of affirmation person mm-hmm. in quality time. And I am not great with words of affirmation. So and when we're talking about the love languages, right? And so uh, there were times where she's like, I feel like sometimes you don't. And then like, we'll have these conversations. Like, do you feel valued? Am I making you feel valued? Yes or no, right? And sometimes we have them too late when she's upset at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they, we have them, right? Instead of just getting upset. So I would say in any relationship, open communication is the most important thing. Yeah. Well, here's one that we talked about emotional intelligence often i know we I, did EQ I bring for it IQ. often we want to be right and we want to prove how intelligent we are rather than proving IQ. how emotionally intelligent we are yeah and you just got to meet people where they're at and i'm not just talking in it personally i'm talking in the workspace sometimes that person isn't ready to have a discussion sometimes that person isn't capable of having that discussion yet and i think eq or emotional intelligence your emotional quotient um is just it's so important to be aware of that and it's so important to constantly reflect inwards and be willing to admit flaws and faults and that again coming back to what we've done in the last couple podcasts and even in the last six months or so i don't know that i've ever been more reflective on behaviors how i'm treating people how i want to treat people how people are communicating to me that they want to be treated mm-hmm. um, and I don't, I don't mistreat people per se so it's not abusive or anything like that it's just that I feel like I'm listening on a different level mm. at this point and constantly trying to do that more and better when you listen you get an idea of what people actually need right before we're assuming what people need mm-hmm. you listen now you know what they need and sometimes listening member isn't auditory yeah <laughs> so so do you know when I know I'm listening well? When someone finishes speaking, and we talked about this at men's group this morning, when someone finishes speaking, and I'm like, I sh- shit, I don't have a response, or I forget what I was going to say. Yeah. And and this is this oh. is kind of important. So when someone's speaking to you or at you, don't be formulating your response in your head. That's not accurate. Because you're not listening, right? And Sean Wheeler talked about that this morning at men's group. And and I want to pat myself on the back and not dislocate my shoulder here. But he looked and he said, see, while I'm talking, Stephen's holding eye contact. And I was like, okay, that's good, right? And he goes, yeah, yeah. He's like, I feel like you're engaged and you're actually taking on board. And it was this point he was making. And I'm like, okay, that's definitely something that just in a few short months I've been much more Mm -hmm. cognizant of because I used to be the squirrel guy somebody's telling a story and interrupt to tell another story and then say okay finish yours or oh look at that over there look at what's on that TV look at what's going on over here Um, and this is super relevant right now as someone walks by we both had a oh who's that right but now we're maintaining the eye contact and I think that it's important to know that if you're formulating a response in your mind, you're not listening. I agree. 
I mean, I think everybody struggles with that to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. Actively listening. So, and sometimes you need to remind yourself while you're listening to continue listening. Like you, you'll find your mind drifting off. You're like, no, 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 no. Get back into into listening. And I mean, I have a pen and paper in front of Stephen and I when we do these podcasts right now. So there's a pen and paper right here. And sometimes it's because uh, I know that I'll forget and I get frustrated because there's something that I wanted to say and mm-hmm. then I forgot because I got stuck listening and I was like, dang it, I should have written it down. So yeah. we keep a pen and paper in the bag now for those times so that I can listen to what he's saying. And Stephen just doesn't have one, so I'm not sure what that means. But So here's an exercise for anybody listening to this still because <laughs> we're getting on now. We're at 40 minutes. Oh. I know you guys are still listening. Here's an exercise for you. I want you to go back and listen to our first one or two podcasts, even just five-minute snippets, a couple minutes, and count how many times Ben and I interrupted each other. <laughs> right? It was awful. Like, there were after two of them, I know Lauren talked to you, mm-hmm. and I had to listen to them again and obviously edit them, and we talked over each other and we adjusted from there and every now and again when we've got people in here we get excited and we're still like oh and we but much less than we used to right yeah and that came that's where the notepad came from that's where the active listening came from because what used to happen was you would be talking i'd be like oh yeah and i've got a story about that and i would tell my story and then go okay so finish your thought and you'd be like i don't know where i was yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's true that does happen on both sides but um, I wanted to bring it up for the last couple of minutes here. Mm-hmm. It was last Friday's breakfast that you and I were at. Yes. At the, oh, excuse me. I was moving my mic and that was quite oh. squeaky. Squeak. Squeaky back. Um, speaker came in and had us do a quiz of sorts when we were at. This was for the Boy Scout breakfast uh, fundraiser that Stephen was so kind to join me at my table, raised a little bit of money for the kids locally. And uh, the speaker was phenomenal. He was. I'm um, about halfway through his book listening are to you, it. I know you, Stephen snuck out of the event early to go to the, use the restroom and also came back with the guy's book. Signed. <laughs> Signed, yeah. <laughs> Which I, I mean, I'm actually interested to hear what you think of it too, especially because it's a paperback version and Stephen only does Audible for What's the most hardback? part. I'm listening to it. I downloaded it as well. I wouldn't read it. Uh, I'm listening to it. You, oh, good. Then I'll I like bum it off you later. Copies, I'll, blame it, I'll, blame copies. It, I'll bum it off you. Yeah. But, um, you can listen to it now. Some really good stuff in terms of different personality types. And, and he was just freaking funny, too. Do you remember what your main personality type was? You mean the one that I did mathematically wrong when I added it up wrong? I was B. And I had to go look at my sheet and see what it was. By I, I was a that. romantic I was a romantic too. It was B. It was the same one. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're all like Romeo and Juliet, lovey-dovey. It has no, other yeah. things connected to it. But it was cool. And we're planning on having him on, by the way. Yeah, that's um, going to be great if we can get him on. Dave Mitchell, if you want to look Dave him up. Mitchell. He's based in Walla Walla. What was interesting is for a lot of people, it seemed like they might have had, their lowest might have been a, a B or, or, a, or mm-hmm. excuse me, might have been a uh, an 11 you know, or a nine or something yeah. like that. And then their highest was a high 20s. For me, it was 18, 19, 20, 23 were the numbers. And so mine were all pretty middle of the road level where a lot of people, they had big fluctuations. Mm-hmm. So just to see the difference in numbers was really interesting. But yeah. maybe we can share that if, if he does come on and he's open to sharing it. Well, I we think have would the be test. Kind of fun. We could maybe even post it on the social media and see if people want to try it. or, And then... 
I know that Travis took some pictures of I the screen to too. show what it corresponds with. Yeah. But yeah I think could, it'd be more fun if we had him on too. So let's get him on the skip. Well, we could do it with a, a guest or two. You know, we talked about having our own table with our buddies. Maybe that's an exercise because they were both there, the guys that were like, hey, you guys should just come on one day and totally. we'll just bullshit. Yeah. And we can talk about it and see. Do it at the house, have a couple of beers. Yeah. I, like I still it. think we should do a drunk AF podcast. <laughs> um, Are the kids still saying AF? I don't know. I'm just trying to be hip and trendy. So here's where I think one more thing I would throw out, and I think this is going to lead to you and I having probably another few minutes of discussion. Boundaries, healthy boundaries in relationships, work, play. Let's talk about that. Have them. How do you you have them? Explain. Well, I think in this day and age it gets harder because you have technology, right? Yeah. So it's like I think putting the phone away – if you call me and it goes straight to voicemail, it's because it's on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> so my phone is frequently on Do Not Disturb. Steven knows this. Do you know the way around it? It's called twice. Yeah, you call a second time right after it and it rings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Steven does it multiple times because they assume it's an emergency, right? If you call in, if you're that jackass that calls twice. So and Steven would do that when I'm in meetings and then my phone would be going off. And it's a set meeting, 9 o'clock, every Tuesday, Thursday. And Stephen would call it like 9, 10, every Tuesday, Thursday. I'm like, How long serious? has it been since I've done that? You haven't done it in a long time. You've Finally learned. listened. Thank you. Thank Finally you. listened. Once you started learning that active listening, you also started comprehending too. It wasn't an active Funny. listening thing. I just used to call you from the car. I'd be in the car going to Colville or Sandpoint <laughs> Stephen, or something. I had five missed calls from Stephen, 15 text messages. It wasn't like I'm that. Joking. <laughs> but yeah, I just have like probably 10 people that I would call just yeah. to hey want to connect want to catch up what you got going on you know trying to find them business them trying to find me business you're just one of them well and I think so back to the boundaries discussion I think boundaries are important to also protect the things that are really important in life right like you've identified those core things your core relationships that are important your spouse your uh, children your buddies the people you're going to call your 2am crew as you put them like mm-hmm. those are your core group and you put boundaries around, around them first and foremost in terms of who gets to af- affect those relationships. Yeah. So it's like work shouldn't hamper relationships. And sometimes you need to, to be the person to be like, hey, I'm going to get that. I'm going to take care of my clients and I'm going to do a really good job for them. But right now isn't the time to be doing that because I'm, I'm with, you know, my buddy having a beer or, yeah. you know, I'm with my wife and kid and we're having movie night. Well, I think the number one boundary I set is no gossip. I'm not interested in gossip. And talking about people is not gossip necessarily. I'm talking like unsubstantiated, projecting, you know, making assumptions about people. That's never going to lead to a good thing mm-hmm. in any kind of relationship, right? Um, obviously, in professional relationships, you always maintaining professionalism is an absolute must. So there's a boundary right there. Yep. Hey, I'm not going to talk to you about my clients because that's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. If you want to know something about one of my clients, you go ask them. Happy to introduce you, happy to connect you, you know, those kind of things. Um, the other boundaries that I have is that I am not just fiercely loyal, but my 2AM crew, I will protect them pretty much with my life. Um, I think you've experienced it where I've earned the right to be frank and honest and talk about the people that I care about and care about me. Not everybody's earned that right. So I've got friends that people think they know their situation. And from the outside looking in, it can seem screwed up. 
and I'll be the first one to stand up and defend them because I understand the situation. Totally. And I think setting boundaries with other people in that regard, it's kind of coming back to gossip. It's like, hey. You don't know them. You don't know their values. We talk, mm. we talk about topics. We don't talk about people. Now, sometimes you might use someone as an example, but it has to be a positive example. I just, I have zero room for gossip. I have zero room for negative talk about people. Um, mm -hmm. No, it doesn't mean that I'm perfect and I don't sometimes slip into it, but I think I usually catch myself fairly quickly. And I think often we have to try and, what's the old adage, um, walk a mile in someone's shoes before you judge them, so to speak. And quite often we're willing to judge people without understanding their full situation. So that's a boundary for me. I usually, and don't laugh when I say this, sit on the fence when it comes to people and say, hey, I'm willing to give them enough grace to prove me wrong or prove me right. Um, it doesn't mean I don't have opinions, but it also means that I'm probably not going to engage in those things. So th those boundaries for me is like, look, I don't have very many boundaries on what I will or won't talk about, as you've learned the hard way, Ben. But I certainly have boundaries with people that I'm going to discuss. I don't want to talk about somebody when they're not there to defend themselves or give their opinions or, or basically say, hey, here's the reasoning behind that. I like it. Well, I don't have anything else on this topic, but uh, it was a good, I enjoyed it. A good discussion today. Yeah. yeah the beautiful thing about this little segue we've made into leadership and mental health is every week something comes up that creates a topic for us to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I know. It's funny how that works, You know, it? whether it be in our work life Pertinent. or personal life or just something we see, yeah. right? And I don't even know if I brought this up, but one, something that nearly broke my heart when I was at the doctor's office did I talk about the mum and the son that were in there? Mm -mm. And I, I'm like, we can build a whole topic around this, just as an example. So I'm sitting there waiting to give blood for all the testing that I do every year, pee in a cup and hand it to an attractive nurse also, which is never a nice feeling. There's my warm cup of pee. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> why is it always an attractive nurse as well? It can't be like some... Where's Helga? Yeah. yeah. Or, or some dude that's like, yeah, thanks, whatever. So I'm sitting in the waiting room to both give blood and do that. There's a son there. God bless him. He was there to help his mum and he's helping her up the stairs. She's not elderly per se, but maybe mid-50s, 60-ish. Hmm. And they sit down and she's trying to have a conversation with him. Literally, she keeps asking him questions and he's giving her one-word answers and they're open-ended. I can hear, right? They're, they're next to me. The reason he was doing it is his face was in his phone and he was scrolling. So what I witnessed happen is a mother who's trying to interact with her son go from that and basically give up to going in her purse and getting her phone out. Ooh. And the two of them sat there on their phone instead of communicating with each other. Hmm. And I tell you, that hammered home. Like, you want to talk about relationships? That hammered home to me. Like, my mum would have taken that phone off of me and smashed it right there if I was ignoring her like that or giving her one-word answers. And that's not necessarily an appropriate response either. Well, and that happens at dinner now a lot. Go yeah. out and look at dinner. But it broke my heart. And it made me hyper aware. You know, we talk about it. We talk about these fucking devices and how toxic they can be to relationships. And it's probably something, I guess this story had nothing to do with this and now I've brought it back around to relationships. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it stays in my pocket more often than not. Now. Which I've is left good. it in the car. And 
some people point to the fact I have the watch. The Apple Watch. I have almost every notification on the watch switched off except text messages. And when text messages come through, I ignore them more often than I look at them. See, that's always why I said I would, would don't want the Apple Watches because it, it, I joke with Tim in our office, right? Yeah. And he had everything pushed through to his Apple Watch, mm-hmm. and we'd be having sitting having there, you know, sitting there having a discussion, and he's. And he's getting distracted by his Apple Watch all the time. And I was like, dude, it's like having, I told him one day, I came in and I walked in and I just repeatedly tapped him on the shoulder. And said, Tim, 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 Tim. It's like it's like having someone come in in the middle of your conversation and just, Tim, Tim, mm-hmm. Tim, Tim, and tap you on the shoulder. I'm like, how do you pay attention? This is the second time I've heard this story today. Jake told it this morning at men's group. Did he really? <laughs> yeah. And he said that you all, you all went to him and said, hey. Watch no, has got to go. What, yeah. Either the watch goes or you have to switch off notification. Um, this is just a really expensive fitness tracker for me. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. Um, yeah. And it checks my EKG that's so as well. Funny. But yeah, that story, that, that it was heartbreaking. And it's such a suck on relationships. So I think that's another thing that I would throw in just as a little bonus tip at the end here. Be aware that your phone isn't the be-all and end-all. And quite frankly, quality time can't be spent with someone when your face is in your phone. Ignore it. You're not that important. I promise. I'm not that important. So there we go. Um, Wonderful. We talked about likes and reviews at the start. I don't have to do it at the end. But you can certainly like us and review us. Yeah. Um, and share us. You know, I'd, I'd like to see more people sharing our stuff too. We yeah. get it. But I'd like to see more people like, hey, repost it. That would be cool. Do a link to maybe one of the podcasts that you really enjoyed. Something yeah. like that. That'd be I cool. I'd, I'd like that. Yeah, do that, please. Please. Pretty please. <laughs> Cherry on top. <laughs> well, okay, well, I am hungry. Yeah, me too. Let's go eat some lunch. So until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom. I've been grinding so long, been trying this shit for years. And I got nothing to show, just climbing this rope right here. And if there's a man upstairs, he kept bringing me rain. But I've been sending up prayers and something's changed.
bye now. <laughs>